3: Uh uh yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers, talk sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing.
0: So here we go, D Turner, John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gifts, podcast, remain for DC, what it is mo Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner.
1: And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas, John Lane, Jay Hill, and Trey Ely. What's up, fellas? Yeah. What, up? Yo, what up? What's going on? This is the podcast where we are artists and musicians who love to talk sports. And we have to start this show on a bit of a bad note, or sad note, rather. Um, last week, before we started taping, um, Tiny Lister passed away, and he's known for the fame, uh, famous role of Debo on um, Friday. So we wanted to make sure that we send our condolences to his family and um, all who? the people. Debo nigga, Debo. He was also a <laughs> member of the WWE. He like, yeah, that's where he started. The E he or F started at that point. Uh huh. Well, well, it was F. F. It was F. It was yeah, WWF. Yeah. You're right. Zeus. Yeah. he was Zeus. Yeah. Yep. He was Zeus. So all you um, uh, WWF. You know, fans and Friday, everybody. yeah, Friday. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, he was, uh, he would be missed. You know, and we wanted to make Martin. sure we send our condolences. Out.
0: He was on Martin, yeah, there.
1: yeah, man, yeah,
0: he was on Martin.
1: Yeah, he yeah. did a couple
2: episodes. Of Martin, he, he was, he was the,
0: uh, he was the maid that uh, wasn't uh, uh, Gina hired.
2: Yep, uh, yeah, yeah. He had yeah, them packs. Yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, go on clean over
1: there. He, he, doing was, the, nice. he was doing, doing the nice pack stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's <laughs> <doing> stuff. <laughs> I remember. The he movie, had a lot uh, of roles, man. No host bar with um Hulk Hogan. That was when he had the yeah. uh, Z when he had the lightning bolt yep. on his head. Yep, with the, with the um, his eye was like gray, gray or something. something yeah, gray. man. Sheesh. Yeah. So condolences to him and, and his family. Um, we want to make sure we 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 mention that at the top of the show before we get started. And um, to get started, we want to start with um, Giannis signing his max deal to stay with the Bucks. And I want to get everybody's take or you know take on. The chances that the Bucks have now that Giannis is going to be there for the next f- at least four years because he has an opt out on on his fifth year, um, but he says you know Milwaukee's his home. He wants to he wants to bring a championship there. So Jay Hill, uh, give me your thoughts on you know first the signing and what it means for the chances of them winning in the next five years.
2: Uh, it's a low budget Washington.
1: A low budget. I'm sorry,
2: Washington. what? It's right. Everybody looks at Washington as a minor market, which I still don't get. When government's here, I mean, I know you don't have Tinseltown. you don't have Bright Lights of New York. It's not a beach in Miami, but I don't understand why DC always gets overlooked like that. But anyway, um, yeah, Milwaukee is a low-budget DC, so anybody going there, he gonna have to leave. I mean, Drew
1: just went there. Drew Holliday went, went there.
2: He gonna have to leave. <laughs> there's no. There's no nobody. No, but they won't get anybody. Like it's almost akin to OKC. Like you're, you, were, it, it's hard pressed to get anybody to OKC. The only reason OKC got anybody in OKC is because they took it from Seattle. Okay, so You <laughs> 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 got a point, man. To
1: answer it's the question, a point. <laughs> you don't think they're going to win a championship because nobody's going there. Although they did just sign Drew Holiday. Um, yeah. So Drew's a nobody. Yes. Drew's not enough of a body. He's nowhere near
3: enough.
2: So... I mean, you need pieces. You don't need... You okay. Need, That's, the don't that. That's the same thing. Hold on. That's the same thing they say about D.C. He's a small piece. That's the same thing they say about Man. all these towns. I mean, Cleveland is, you, is, is nobody. But you, obviously, on a level nobody understands. So, Cleveland became what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bronx like, town. who... You right. Now that he's thing. gone, but now that he's yeah.
1: gone... Okay. There's nothing there. That's what I'm saying. Milwaukee's gonna okay. be the same way. So, would you say that in Washington now there are two superstars here? In Washington, yes. Yes. So, yes. Washington has a better chance coming out of the East than the Bucks. Thomas Bryant. Who else? Hey, yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Denny. Oh,
2: come on, man. Thomas Bryant and Denny. All right. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say we have a better chance than Milwaukee. Now, it's not it's not great. Again, it's it's like maybe we get them by two games at the end of the season. So the record ain't going to be that much difference. But I think the plus or minus is going to be um, a lot
1: closer than people anticipate.
2: Milwaukee didn't do much of an upgrade.
1: All right. So and he knows that. Okay. 72 games, right? We don't know what the schedule looks like on the second half of the season, but I imagine that the Eastern Conference team will play each other at least three times before you get to the playoffs. In a series of best of three, Bucks versus Wizards, who you taking? Bucks. Okay. <laughs> Only because they can
2: play defense better than Washington. Doesn't mean they're a better market, but they can, they can. And that's slight because we still don't know what Russ is going to do in order to engage hold on, we still don't know what Russ is going to do in order to engage people to to uh, unlock their defensive potential
3: if they, the
2: might attitude, the, they, they might, they might yeah. get the what the fuck is this, just, Pokemon? <laughs> no man, it's 2K if, the if, he, if they the get the 2K. badges <laughs> <laughs> <if> <laughs> they get their defensive <laughs> badge yeah. right, if they get their defensive <laughs> badge then they're going to be able to play defense better
3: if the right? attitude of the team changes the defense will improve though Attitude can change. That's the real. Defense. That's it.
2: That's all it is. It's all about all right. wanting to do it. Because defense is about effort, bro. That's
1: it, man. I right, listen. I understand.
3: That's why I have such low respect for not that yet don't play defense.
1: Not yet. Trey. I'm not supposed to talk
3: about him yet. Not yet. Where are you going? We're are not, not there
1: yet. Harden? I just. He's already my there, beard. man. Shut up. No, no. Oh, Let John talk. You oh, <laughs> shut up.
0: <laughs> I don't God. know what. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the next five years. They need more pieces. Uh, I do think that Giannis is probably going to get another MVP in the next five years, maybe two. But um, here's here's the thing that's interesting about Giannis. Um, He can't shoot. (laughs) Wow.
2: Man, shot two air balls in a row.
0: Here's the thing that's interesting about um, Giannis. So in the last 10 to 15 years, we have seen LeBron change the face of how NBA players – Uh, expand their careers lebron was the most popular figure to change teams so that he could join forces with another team to win um, a championship and not only that to then change teams again so that he could help facilitate the ball and help Underprivileged teams like the Cavaliers <laughs> win championships.
2: Underprivileged, call them the bad news bears. Call them the bad news bears.
0: Well, that's exactly what they were LeBron, LeBron that, was is. There.
2: that is. Look,
0: when Kyrie was there for for two seasons, then they were they they were a bum team. It wasn't yeah. until LeBron got there that they were hit, getting to the playoffs. So, um, oh boy, LeBron was really the only person to start going to another team to help them win championships. We saw how bad the Lakers have been the last 10 years, and he literally comes in after one bad year and makes them an NBA championship. Whoa, Same whoa, with whoa, the Cleveland wait, Cavaliers. Wait, wait.
1: No, no, no. He came in the first year. They were a playoff contender before he got injured. They were fourth in the West before he got yeah, injured.
0: Yeah, but he got, he got injured early, early at the top of uh, 2018, though.
1: Yeah, you know I'm saying, but like, had he played that season, they would have went to the playoffs. That would have been the first. Maybe he would have took. Know. He would have took. Not, not, I don't know with that squad. They were number four in the West before he got injured.
0: Yeah, in. but there were other there were other Western Conference teams that were cert sur- that were starting to surge. I, I get I, that. I, I still I still don't know if they would have been a playoff contending team even so, if he wasn't
1: injured. Wait, wait. So you don't think that LeBron could take a team like the Cavs? or he could take a team like the Cavs who have nobody and go to the playoffs, but he can't take a team with Kuzma Ingram. Uh, at that No, point.
0: because because Kyrie and Kevin Love were different animals.
1: They weren't. They, no, we're no. Pre, about this, is, this is this is pre. We talking about the first seven years of LeBron. But they
0: but they didn't make the they didn't make the playoffs the first several years when LeBron was there. It took them they a did. few years. For the, year year they he, playoffs. the very
1: first year they made the playoffs with that bum squad.
0: Is that is that when they had what's his name from the Wizards? Uh, uh, what's my man's name? Larry uh, Hughes? Hughes. Larry Hughes. Mm-hmm. That's an yep. exception. Because <laughs> Larry Hughes was a fucking that was a fucking Larry ball. Hughes was a baller. Anyway, this is my point: um, the Played fact that LeBron too. was able to take teams and and help other players. LeBron literally can help players become better players. With Giannis, Giannis is all about loyalty, and he felt that he owed a lot. To the Milwaukee Bucks because of how they saw him as their as their as their NBA draft pick we all know the story about Giannis he he sold he sold trinkets in the streets of Greece uh, when he got drafted that first year he sent all of his money to his family he had no money to even make it to the first game he literally ran from his apartment to the venue and now, I had to walk through
2: eight, eight feet of snow every day to later, get to practice.
0: Here we are now. He's He's practice. he's, a, he's a, almost a half <laughs> uh, half a billionaire. Uh, so I think Giannis is trying to set the, a standard of being loyal to your team
2: when you're at his level. So this is the this is the loyalty to a fault. Um, this is this is basically the loyalty to a fault. Program or plan that he's gonna he's gonna end up with he's gonna end up there sure. and 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 basically live out his whole career never like get a ring never get a, no 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 he, not like Kobe like um, mailman like stock but here's that's yeah, what I'm here's,
0: saying here's the thing I think mm. I think Giannis is going to have a big enough voice to try to convince other players to come there and, and win rings. Okay, I think we'll see. If yeah. That doesn't happen, then I agree with you, Jay. He's never going to win a ring in Milwaukee. He's going to have to join a super team. Nobody that's
2: wants so to go crazy. to Milwaukee. I, I get it. I get
0: it. <laughs> KG
2: <laughs> wanted to get out of Minnesota. It's that's cold. the thing. KG nobody, wanted to get. Out. KG nobody, wanted. To, he wanted to stay in would. Minnesota, but then realized, yo, Oh, I can't.
0: Nobody but, wanted to come to DC before Westbrook came here. Exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying. If you hmm. if, if Giannis can convince somebody, look, Giannis has been to the playoffs the last two three seasons. Well, do, do you think what, do you, you think, the NBA Finals.
2: But do you think Westbrook coming here was Bill convincing, or he knows Brooks? No, I, I think, I think, it, has <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with Bill. He got traded.
0: He did, but I think it has a lot to do with Bill. I think he wanted to play with Bill. He did not want to play with Harden, and he looked at the he, he looked at the Nobody thought.
3: He wants to play with Harden.
0: He looked at the thought of going to DC, which is a valuable market. He looked at the fact that John Wall wouldn't be there. And that he will be playing with a with an underrated ball player because Beal is very underrated. Mm-hmm. And this is Westbrook knew that if he goes there, he could be the key piece to help elevate all the other players there.
1: So this—I mean, you, the, heard, you, you heard
0: the talk about DeRozan. They were talking about DeRozan coming to DC.
1: Mm-hmm. But this is all on the guys that Westbrook had a choice when he got traded for a player.
3: I don't know that he had a choice, but I think this was one of the destinations he you still was
2: have
1: some liked say, though. Come. You still have some say, of like, course. Ultimately, you still you have sure. some say. He was okay it with has this as being one of the destinations, sure. but he didn't have a choice. If they would have sent his ass to Charlotte, for name a player, he I would have to go to I, I believe another, two things.
0: Is, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trey.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I was going to say real quick. I believe two things. One is that. He this is one, if not the place he wanted to go, one of the places he wanted to go, he was okay with going to. Two, I believe players of his caliber, unless they are traded on some kind of hostile situation, Had they are say. they are consulted about the destination mm-hmm. they go to. Yeah. I mean it's like Because <laughs> the the receiving team is gonna want to know does he want to play here? I right. I believe the receiving team, if yeah. you're getting a guy who can write his own ticket. You want to know? Does he actually want to be there before you give up a lot for? Like, him?
2: you really think if no, if I they if that. Sacramento traded four people for Westbrook, he'd have been like, "All right, I'm gonna go to Sacramento. I'm cool with that." No, fuck no. I don't go to no goddamn Sacramento. Wouldn't have done it because they would have known
3: that true. he wouldn't have been happy, and it would
0: have exactly.
2: been a waste. Dude, exactly. exactly. But then what does he it's, do?
3: It's, it's it's
0: ultimately his choice, and that is another result of LeBron James. Because LeBron James was the was literally controlling first his destiny to say. I'm not going there. I'm going here. I don't care how much I have left on my contract. Whoever, whatever. If I have three years left on my contract, guess who's paying for it? Either this team or the team I'm going to. But I'm not staying here, and I'm going over here. And that's why all these other players are doing that. Giannis is different. Giannis has this loyalty about him. He's like, I want Mm -hmm. to stay loyal to the city of Milwaukee. I don't care if there's no market here. Let's build a market here. And I think that he has a strong enough voice to convince other people, especially if he goes through the first round of the playoffs into the second round of playoffs again for a consecutive year. I think well, If he gets I think to the, gets to the second
1: year of the playoffs, his second round of playoffs with the team they got now, I can see I can see a move happening to get another piece there. I, yeah, right. I mean, we don't know who that piece will yeah. be. The free agency coming up um, next year is looking uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, John said something that I wanted to ask um, to kind of cap this off. Do you guys think it's a bad thing that players can control their destinies like that? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, definitely. It ruins, it ruins, it ruins yeah. fandom. And well, it ruins franchise fandom. It helps player fandom, but it ruins franchise fandom. So you're getting
3: a lot of that you, player fandom you, now. You, you get getting, a lot of people right. saying, I'm a this player fan. And right. wherever they go, they just right. buy the jersey and become a well, fan of that team.
2: let me take these colors off. He's gone now. I mean, look,
3: like, dude,
1: I, I never even <clears throat> bought a Cavaliers jersey. <laughs> I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, you're one of them. Right. I never yeah, bought you're a one of LeBron. those. I bought Miami yeah. gear. <laughs> I would not call gear.
3: anybody out. I would. Like you don't know. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but look ruined, the it funny thing the about it, it ruins the revenue of the team too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, reality easily. is like for me, I'm I'm a LeBron fan, right? Like I like I like certain players. Like I was a Blake fan for a minute, but I'm a LeBron fan, but I also like the Andrew Wizards Jordan. team. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean he's a Dwight Howard fan. I, I wasn't no no legit. Wow. I was a Magic fan when Dwight was there. But I didn't buy any gear I bought a hat maybe But I didn't buy any gear Like I bought DeAndre Jordan's jersey Because I thought DeAndre was You know he was doing what he was doing in the Clippers And I bought uh, LeBron's jersey when he went to the Lakers I couldn't get with him when he was I mean I I watched the game with Cleveland But I wasn't like about to go out and get gear for that So I was just curious to know what you guys take on Whether or not it's hurting the game i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on oh, um, so old man old
2: man speak it's horrible yeah
1: okay yeah. moving on next subject uh, we all got our first look at wall in houston um and harden's still in houston and he said he's not focused on the trade he just wants to focus on the game so <laughs> i want to get you guys take on wait before 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 you
0: say that did you did you guys see the interview uh, post game last night on James Hard when, when the reporter asked why he was spending time in Atlanta and Vegas.
1: Yeah, he said his trainers were there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Training what? The liquor
2: bottle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't help
2: if it's attached it's like the uh, you know, it's it's attached to Magic City. I didn't know they was gonna build my training facility right next to Magic City. Like, How hey, was I supposed to know that?
1: At the end of the day, Houston don't have all you can eat buffets. Vegas does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh All right. Boy. Let me get you guys' take on on first wall and then on uh, the sound bites from Harden. Uh, Trey, since you've been eager to go for the last 45 minutes, you had the floor.
3: All right, man. You know, first I want to say that this is Trey Ely, and I'm really happy to be here. On- <laughs> Thank you,
1: everyone. And good night. All right. That's the first disclaimer. thing I wanted to get that out there. I like the disclaimer. There. That was awesome. <laughs>
3: because there's going to be some anger in the segment. <laughs> um, but anyway, John Wall. Though I wish John Wall well. Um, John Wall was a wizard for what ten years. Um, mm-hmm. Played hard. While he was here, um, you know, so I don't wish him anything bad. You know, I hope he comes back from his injury and does well. Um, you know, I hope the change of scenery and all that maybe helps him, you know, maybe mature with some of the off the court stuff or whatever is going on there. But, uh, you know, I hope he does well there. That team's got to settle out and figure out who it is because it's changing, it's still evolving with the next prima donna we're getting ready to talk about. <laughs> Um and so with that being said, you know, nothing but good wishes for Walt. And he he looks good in preseason so far, so hopefully that means he'll be good. Um But James Harden. <laughs> <sighs> mm, mm, mm. I, I mean, so I, I kind of set this up when um Jay Hill was talking about the uh, Milwaukee versus D.C. thing and saying that, you know, one team plays better defense than the other. And then I said, well, because defense is about effort. Um, right. James Harden doesn't play defense.
2: I'm not supposed to when I drop 50. Y'all do that shit. James Harden doesn't 50, play defense. Seriously, seriously. He does not do
3: anything. He also doesn't play off-ball offense. Either he has the ball, it's about him, or he's just, you know, off on the side waiting for his next whatever. No, Kobe wasn't even like that, nah, bro. Man. Kobe played defense, and Kobe, <laughs> play, Kobe played to win to be great at all aspects of the game. So yep. even though we talk about Kobe <clears throat> heisting early in his career, Le- um, Harden took one aspect of Kobe and stuck with that and then dropped all the other good stuff Kobe does. Um, so anyway, uh, with that being said, then that – that carries over into this prima donna attitude where, you know, he's a party girl or whatever we're talking about. He's in Vegas and party Magic City all the time. And all. <laughs> it's messed up. It's so then, messed up. And then the dude
2: and the disrespect the dude, is just adding up.
3: He doesn't have he doesn't have any teammate. He hasn't shared a backcourt with somebody who likes playing with him. Chris Paul is the president of the Players Association. He represents this man's interest and well-being and negotiating contracts and all that kind of stuff, and he even came out and talked about how terrible it was to play with him. True. Westbrook is like, I need out of here. I can't play with this dude. Nobody wants to play with this dude because he's about himself and he only contributes to the team when he has the ball in hand and the camera centered on him. Bruh, worst teammate ever. (laughs) <laughs> and he's not going to bring your city a championship. I don't care what his individual street ball skills can do, all his dribbles and, and his getting a lot of trips to the free throw line and shooting, these, jacking up these threes and everything. Okay, he's a good scorer, but he's not a team player. He doesn't put out effort all throughout his game doesn't play defense, and therefore is not a winner, and then he's trying to demand to be traded to places that don't need him because he's not going to contribute to their team chemistry and atmosphere. It's a freaking joke. Can I just say if there, is, if there
0: are two names that you want to say to piss Trey off, is James Harden <laughs> and Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. Just, say, just say those two names and that'll piss Trey off. James him. Snyder. Woo. James
3: Snyder. I'm, 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 I'm about to say, I'm about to say, Dan, Dan, Dan
1: Harden. Harden. Dan Harden. Mm. That sounds like a porn star. Dan Harden. <laughs> 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 All right. Both, uh, both of them have screwed their organization.
3: Whoa. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, John. Uh,
0: I mean, he pretty he pretty much said everything that needed to be said. But, uh, James, I know, right? It's like. there's nothing (laughs) nothing really nothing else left to be said i mean james is he's 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 a guy who was a former six 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 man of the year and he wanted to prove himself worthy of not being a six man and he has but um kobe bryant said it best uh the type of ball that James Harden plays is not going to win you championships. And James Harden agreed. So that's all I'm
3: going to say about <laughs> that. Just yeah. move on. And he still doesn't care. He still really? doesn't give a shit. Right. It, so fill,
2: it fills, the arena. Doesn't it doesn't fills
1: the arena. It fills the arena. It's, it good for, it.
2: it's a good stat line. Here's it's my, my good stat line.
1: Here's my follow up. Don't send question, him here. And we'll move on. Here's my follow up. Does any team take James Harden and win? No. Win what? Anything. <laughs>
3: yeah, any team
0: can win. a stuffed playoffs, animal at the James fucking museum. I mean, I yeah, he will,
3: he will play regular season ball and get them to the play. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could I go think to so. I, I think somebody could win. He can go to <coughs> the Eastern Conference finals. You know, he, he would th- mess up the chemistry on the Heat. They have you a really had chemistry. I like don't think he would. <laughs> Here's the thing I
0: don't think he would. I don't think he would mess up the chemistry. You just have to freeze him out. Exactly. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Wait.
1: But at one point, and in the last three years, Houston had one of the best regular season records. Yeah, but
0: at what, at me, everybody
2: was shooting. Yeah. Everybody but could shoot. That, they didn't defend. They were scoring 150 points a game almost. How does that
0: benefit you at the end of the season when in the playoffs you need to play defense? That shit doesn't work. That's uh, what Kobe Bryant's whole mode of operation was about. It's like I mean, you can yeah, put up an average of 150 points a game in a regular season but if you ain't playing no fucking defense you're not winning.
2: the game slows down so much in playoff ball the exactly. game like like literal speed of the game slows down so much during playoff ball because everybody's tired everybody's game planning more everything has been basically shrunk so can your three three ball offense work in this obviously not because it has not
1: I mean, Green. we all know defense win championships. I just—I was curious to get you guys take on whether he could any team any of the thirty-one other teams could use the services of a player such as Harden. He could. He would just. Yeah. He would
2: just. He, they would limit. They would limit his touches. Unfortunately, they would limit his touches, and obviously, he would. He would like. He would learn the scheme early on. Oh, y'all niggas trying to give me the ball, like very, very sparingly. So, I'm not going to get 30 a game. I might get 25 a game.
1: But wait, so to to, to to go against that, with a player with a status quo that is James Harden, like he comes in to any organization, you know what he is. So, does he... Is it a coach thing where you have a coach that says, "Okay, yes, we're going to game plan this now. Yes. And this is the game plan. This we're is the scheme. Get with yes. it or not get with it, because the players can't do that. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So, all right. Well, okay. Well, we'll see how this plays out. It's been playing out very slowly, yeah. and the season starts next week. So, I mean, you
2: can't, you can you can get people like Kobe on the floor like LeBron. <laughs> 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 I can't. I can't let this shit go. Why y'all ain't saying nothing? I can't let this shit go. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> over there on scissor. Y'all niggas <laughs> ain't saying nothing. <laughs> you, look, I, I didn't even to. say anything. I tried I just, to <laughs>
1: I, I just saw my thing say unstable, man. That whole conversation, <laughs> I, that so conversation surprised. was hard as hell to
2: have, man. I felt like I was talking, <laughs> and John ain't saying no, Jen, shit. I
3: was trying, dog. Was trying.
2: John just let me go. <laughs> Nobody wanted to interject, <laughs> any sir. Yo, I, his battery's running low
1: it sounds like his batteries are running low that's what it I sounds even, like
0: it was it was looking at the screen is what, what did it for me I, I couldn't look at the screen like, wait,
1: wait is, it, is, it, is, it, is it okay now no you, your motion is even like you
2: look like you're doing motion like motion capture yeah you look like you're doing stop motion <sighs> oh. right yo it says Mr. Turner's network bandwidth is low just popped up Yep, my screen did. It's gone now. But it is very for me. Uh-oh. I didn't even get that.
3: So so while, while Dennis is, is being rescued from Dark Heart,
1: <laughs> um, I just
3: realized something. Yeah, go again. I never thought that I'd be able to use pr- my probability and statistics class in real life, but I think I've got it. So here we go. I'm going to give it a shot. So we say that D- defense wins championships That's true, a true statement right mm-hmm. So that's sure. a factual statement Defense wins championships And then we say James Harden Doesn't play defense Okay, So therefore by
2: No 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 he doesn't play the best defense He plays very little defense. Play some defense Therefore if you play If you have four other people That are willing to take his slack Yes But go ahead Trey If that's what your equation was
3: but therefore, by induction, James Harden doesn't win championships. But if if I want to take your definition that he plays little defense, then I should say James Harden wins little championships. But either way.
2: Huh? Yo, none of that. Yeah, your statistic class failed you tremendously. Defense wins
3: championships. James Harden doesn't play defense. Therefore, James Harden doesn't win championships.
2: Well,
0: he right. hasn't so far.
1: Right. Am I, uh, am I straight down? Am here. I good? Y'all gave me... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you good? You good? You good. I he, think the- He said James wins little championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little like championships. The, He getting a little trophy? He getting a <laughs> little trophy?
3: <laughs> well, that's cuz Jay said he plays little defense.
2: <laughs> 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 trophy, <laughs> trophy, he plays little, little, little trophy. <laughs> he plays little defense. trophy. <laughs> 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 he has little kids? Oh, wow. I think the thing about I think I the thing about little, Houston. He plays little too defense. Fast, little- oh man. I think the thing about Houston. And probably Dan Tony is he literally in practice made them do all of one drill for defense. Dan Tony never has defense on any team. Otherwise, out, run 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 out. Get to the corner, get to the get to the wing, run out, run out, spot up, run out, spot up. We might get back in time, but just run out. And I mean, he was good. He, he and he kind of what he tried to do was he tried to take Golden State's method and just amplify it instead of having two. Let's have five that can shoot the three and see what you
3: happens. You know what? Dan, to- Dan Tony has had that reputation from, yeah, he, he, has. he, has. The reputation
1: the whole he has. yeah, he, he has. 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 Gun. You're right. Gun gun anyway, you're right. New York, I mean, Phoenix, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You're yeah. right. No defense. And it sucks when you have people that aren't offensively
2: skilled. The- Dan in uh, a- nowhere. Right? No, did somebody pick him up? Somewhere I thought. He got picked he got up high
1: as it. a wait up right yet? I don't know. Good question. Let me look it up. Oh, that... I'm bad. Well look
3: on. at who's had the most points scored on him. Huh. You can't do that yet. <laughs> wow. It's too early. It's too early.
1: <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. It's too early. All right, let's move on to football. Um, Alex Smith went down last week with the with a leg injury. Um and Haskins <laughs> came in. Uh, The Washington football team still won the game. (sighs) But the question remains, who starts this weekend in Washington? Uh, And I'm going to give that um, to Trey.
3: Oh, man. I'm, you know, I'm really hoping it's Alex Smith. But I mean, with that being
1: said, Alex to play this year, I didn't. I I didn't scared.
2: I didn't. I was the only one scared. But football, you signed up for this shit.
3: Just as scared as I am for Alex Smith's health, I'm scared for Haskins (laughs) playing his everything. Um.
1: So, okay. Second part to that question is: Do you think he's improved at all since he's got benched?
3: Improved at what? His Instagram Yo, feed. On, man. <laughs> did did it, you see any improvement in the last game? His Instagram feed? His Instagram posts are a little less cocky.
1: So, no uh, no improved improvement. At Instagram. no You've seen no improvement in his game. Oh.
3: Man, this dude got
1: sacked taking a knee.
2: But that wasn't. That's not uh, him. That's, that's not him. <laughs> that's, that's not him. Not him. Yeah, she's trying to burn extra time. I mean, the,
3: the, the whole objective he, of that is to get down before they get no, to no, you. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. The whole objective of that was to take time off the clock. Burn clock. You're right, but you're supposed to
3: dip down before they get to you.
0: Yeah, but he was because trying you don't want to fumble. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm not bl- I'm not blaming him for that. He was trying to take time I off am. the clock, and he <laughs> was he was delaying the amount of time in taking it. He was waiting for the very last second to take the knee. I'm not blaming him for that. All right. By the way, Mike D'Antoni is an assistant coach with the Nets.
2: That's why I say he's assistant. He's not, he's not ahead anymore. But Steve Nash, who,
3: he used to be Steve Nash's coach, didn't he? Exactly. Oh boy, this is, this is getting saucy.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve
2: Nash knew what kind of offense they ran. Like that's the thing. Like he knows yeah, what man. I can. I can take pieces of your offensive offense with with these two people that I got. So yeah, let's do this. Anyway, I
1: mean back to Haskins. Yeah, let's back to Haskins. Uh, oh, John. and
3: that's another reason Harden wanted to go there. Then play with Haskins. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: they,
3: they play about the, the same amount on. of defense. They oh. do. Wow, they do. Yeah. Yep defense and um, offense. <laughs> you know, No, but Haskins I, I, I don't know I don't think he's got any better he's I, I agree serious. I, I agree with so.
0: Trey um, I don't think so I agree with Trey I, I think a lot of Washington football team fans are very anxious not even anxious I think they're just nervous that he's gonna take the field on Sunday um he had one very good drive. That first drive was pretty good. I thought the reason why we didn't score was not his fault. It was Scott Turner's fault. They should have given the
3: ball to. Um, uh, to any name? other quarterback within 50 miles. No, hmm. no, no.
0: Like the running back. What's his? Uh, Barber? Peyton. Uh, McKissick. Barber. Peyton Barber. Yeah. They should oh. have just gave it to him. The ball was on the three yard line. He can get short yardage. He's a third down back. Just give him the ball and let him run, up, run it up the gut. But they let him throw. And that's the exact reason why everybody is scared of Haskins. Um, He has moments, but he has – I feel like the longer he's in the game, the more mistakes he's going to make. And I just don't know that this kid has had enough of sitting on the bench and watching Alex Smith. Uh, We talked about this a couple of podcast episodes ago. Alex Smith is an average quarterback. That knows how to manage the game. That's why he has a 3 and one record.
3: That's I think why, he's almost better than average. I mean, because of his smarts, Because he's so smart. Oh, physically, okay. I mean, as a physical quarterback. <laughs> because of, of, he stopped, yeah. stopped mid statement. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because a he's a very smart mind. quarterback.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. very smart. He he rarely throws I any. Mean, he, he rarely throws picks. That game where he came in late. What was that, against uh, Baltimore or against Cleveland? And he threw those three picks, I mean, it was his first game back in
3: two and a half years. So, yeah, he was trying not to die. So, I mean, um, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think you can teach that sort of mentality in that short amount of time no, to a kid been. who hasn't had that much experience as quarterback. No, not even in so,
3: college. Yeah, so it hasn't but, been long enough.
0: I will, I'll I'll. end my my segment by by saying if – I'm not mad if Dwayne starts and plays a game against Seattle because that'll give a little bit so that we can at least go uh two and one in these last three games. I right. Is Russell even playing?
3: Is Russell playing? So Yeah, he's know. playing. Is he playing? Okay. He's play. he's so playing. No, I mean, they, they weren't sure about him. We were laughing and joking during my part, but in all seriousness, I did I do think that the best decision is to start Haskins because, not because Haskins is better at all, but because Alex Smith with anything that happens to that leg, just give it another (laughs) week and just make sure, because I mean this is serious. So, I mean, just or it could be, or at least you know, so I I think it's worth you know um, give him some time to get better.
1: Yeah, like, why would you rush him back if it's not going to affect your because well, we'll Dwayne Haskins
3: it. is your other option. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. True But still, we're rushing back. Like I, it's so much it's so much weighing on this dude's legs. Like it's like, dude, like literally. Yeah, like and, and <laughs> the other the other
0: the other backup is uh this guy named um is it Tez Montez? Um uh,
3: Oh, yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve
0: Montez. Yeah, yeah. And then they have another guy named Tyler Heineke. This is all practice squad I, players? The Montez, I think, is a practice squad guy. And I think Heineke, who's been in the league for like <laughs> not his name. Like eight years. Hmm. That can't be he's, his name. He's not a practice <laughs> squad guy. He's a, he's a COVID-19
2: quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Teams yeah, are starting so, to have that COVID-19 oh, quarterback. quarterback you're just sitting so, you just okay. sit in a bubble. You just, exactly. No, you're just sit in a bubble. Exactly. you just sit in the bubble that way we can call you at the drop of a dime right. you don't have to worry about COVID protocol because you have been in a bubble this entire time Exactly. Oh, it's is, like it's breaking a... break case of emergency glass
1: this, this is, one this is, is that person the Broncos didn't have a couple weeks ago basically right <laughs> yeah got <laughs> yeah. <it>. Yeah. <clears throat> so alright well um that's a good take uh hopefully Haskins if he does play he uh he does well enough to help them win a game uh And I hope that they are smart with Alex Smith because they need to be smarter with that guy's overall health because we don't know the implications of what's going to happen to him 10, 15 years down the road with these leg injuries. Like he's sustaining multiple leg injuries at this point. So hopefully they're they're being smart about that guy's future and not just the the moment, in the moment. Um, We're going to take a break and come back. We'll have more sports and things. What's up, everybody? This is Dennis Turner. Just want to let you guys know you can find us online. Instagram and Facebook is at Sports and Things. It's at S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. And on Twitter, it's at Is sports It's at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. For the latest updates on the Sports and Things team. Now back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next subject, which is uh, we all are suffering from the effects or or dealing with the effects of COVID and coronavirus. uh, And we know they rolled out the first batch of vaccines this past week. So it's been debated whether or not athletes, uh, pro athletes should be the first to take the vaccine. Um, And I want to get you guys take on if that should be the case. And if so, or if not, why? Um, and I'll start with John.
0: Uh, I don't think pro athletes should be the first, um, mainly because they shouldn't be the Guinea pigs. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole politics about it, but if there's anyone that should be Guinea pigs on the vaccine, it should be the, the politicians. But, uh, the, the athletes have simply been there to tried to demonstrate how to safely entertain us all uh, with sports. Cause that's the one thing that we've all wanted during this whole pandemic this year. And you can credit the NHL and the NBA for doing it the proper way in the bubble. They did it safely. That's how they were able to have zero uh, confirmed uh, COVID cases. So why should they be the first ones to take the vaccine? Um, I feel sorry for some of the healthcare workers. My cousin is a pediatrician in Boston. She's got to get her first uh, vaccine uh, on Monday, and then the next one I think is like in three weeks or something like that. So I feel bad for her. She's nervous. We don't know what the what, what the long term effects are going to be, or even the short term effects are going to be. But um, you know, I I don't think it's fair that these professional athletes, no matter how much they're getting paid, that they should be the ones to have to take uh, the vaccines first. Um, That's not what they signed up for. Uh, You look at what happened in Australia, Australia's, they're basically back to normal living right now because um, they haven't really had any uh, positive cases in months. I think New Zealand is is leading the entire world right now with uh, getting back to normal life. So all that to say, I, I think it's unfair for professional athletes to be the first to take the vaccine.
1: Fair points. And um, I think the stats say something like they, they tested 50,000, somewhat upward of 50,000 people with the vaccine before they rolled out or got approved. Um, for They tested them over a six month period so they could roll out the actual vaccine to give to people. However, I do agree with you. I don't think that athletes should be used as Guinea pigs, It's nothing in their contracts to state that if in the event of a pandemic, they have to be used as test subjects to um, make sure that the rest of the civilization can move on. So that's kind of weird. Trey, your thoughts.
3: Um, That's actually a good uh, perspective, Um, you know, about the the guinea pig part of it. I was thinking of it more from the, um, you know, the need based administration of the vaccine. You know, I'm thinking about the elderly, the sickly, the whatever, uh, the people who are in high exposure for far as medical field, the people who are, um, you know, different types of essential workers. And I, I know athletes kind of probably throw their hands in the air and say, "Hey, you guys got us out here as essential workers too." But I'm talking about more the people that are 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 directly interacting with. COVID positive people as part of their day to day job. Um, or are, like I said, elderly or, you know, vulnerable like that through some kind of way of being sick. Um, athletes are the most, you know, uh, arguably the most healthy, uh, uh, strongest people that we have in the country. They tune their bodies to the T for a living. And so they are. The least likely to die from COVID um, or even suffer badly from the effects of COVID uh, because of their condition. So they are probably not the, you know, greatest in the greatest danger in, of needing a vaccine first. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking there. All right.
1: Um,
2: Jay Hill. I mean, I I I definitely didn't even see the guinea pig angle because, similar to what Trey is saying, they wouldn't be good guinea pigs because their bodies are already, if not doped up, then just in top physiological shape that the reaction won't be the same if I take it. So that's not even how you do that. That's not a normal trial. Like, there wouldn't be part of a normal you know, placebo or whatever, you know, the, 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 um, the program would be. So you're not going to get, let's get DeMarcus Cousins in here with Jay Hill to see who reacts to <laughs> it. What the fuck? Like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> fuck if he got a preexisting condition cause he tore his ACL. That's not the same. That's not, that's not even, that's, that's not, not even diabetes. at all. That's not even at all, dog. Not, not even at all. yo. So, <clears throat> so I think it's just more of the entitlement thing play if if that's what happens like if if it does turn out that they were the first or they happen to be the first I mean I know it's already been kind of put out there that 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 top officials in the, in the White House uh, government are, are getting it first I mean I think there's still a set group of people that are for and against it in some pretty big um, not say positions but um, like pretty big stature so like if somebody like let's say a will smith says i'm not getting it you know that kind of holds some weight as opposed to you know somebody like me saying i'm not getting it so i think it's just one of those celebrity things more than anything it's it's not it's not about um who's getting it as opposed to who needs it like like john was saying like i was talking to some dude that that he works he's part of the white house police he has to get it like Like I was just saying, I was cousin. You have to get it in the military. You have to get it, but that's because they own your body. Now, if now if Adam Silver was like, it's mandatory for all NBA people to get it. That's a different argument. That's a completely different argument. That's what you signed up for in this particular league. That's what your contract stipulates. You have to because you have to perform a physical. That's part of your physical. Like you can't like like school. You got to get a tetanus shot. You got to get a whatever drug testing when they
1: do drug testing but it's
2: not like, even like drug testing it's more so like no you have to have these shots in in place before you can come to kindergarten
1: what i'm saying like you have to like have it in the nba they do random drug testing. Yeah, yeah, that's a popular, yeah, like, right. Right. procedure yeah. like you you sign the contract saying that you 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 agree to be randomly drug tested right I, I think that with the nba in particular um or just sports in general yeah just athletes they have a blanket. They have a blanketed system over them anyway. Like they the NBA goes into a bubble. NFL and MLB, they kinda have like these things kinda set in place to protect their players. They have facilities that you can't get into unless you have a certain wristband on that says you are clear. Who has that going into like their 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 family's house? You know what I'm saying? So like they have these systems in place for the titles to play and be in a situation where they don't have to be as safeguarded so why would you why would you have to give them the vaccine first you have essential workers who are putting the face of danger every day like john's cousin Mm -hmm. um anybody who works anywhere in any hospital you know i I read an article a couple weeks ago the nurse or the doctor was talking about how she cried every day because she watched people die every day and she's in there Yeah. yeah She's in there. Yeah. She's wearing a mask, but yeah, the wrong thing gets out, and like she gets a hole in her yeah. mask. It's, it's almost like watching fucking uh, Resident Evil. Like you get a it hole is. in your mask. It, it really does. is. <laughs> it's just like uh, it really know, is. I, I think that the people who should be they should their priority. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be people who work in the White House at this point, like because those right. people aren't essential in terms of like they're we're in a transition of power with the White House right now. Anyway, right. That's the way senators are. They get health care for life. Yeah, and the article that was today was that one of uh, Joe Biden's top officials mm-hmm. tested exactly. COVID. Tested mm-hmm. right? After. So, after dealing with him.
3: So that brings up another angle. Like Jay started to touch on this. Um, <clears throat> they th- our, our current argument is based on the uh, rarity or the the lack of of availability of the vaccine. But Mm -hmm. um, as it moves on to being readily available, then these types of figures now turn into these, and I say these types of figures because not just athletes, anybody public. We talked about politicians, different people. They now serve as advocates to help convince younger people Mm-hmm. to go out and get it once we okay i i guess once we know it works and it's safe and, and whatever and and i i don't know how <laughs> i i, I kind of say that with a you know kind of grain of salt because I, I don't know w- w- how long we we be before we actually do know that but um at this point you convincing people to go out and get it so that they uh you know you can you can push this immunity where this whole thing is behind us
0: you know i I was talking with one of my wife's nieces, and she's she's been like on top of this whole situation. And she told me that um, one of the interesting stats about this vaccine is that uh, one of a one healthcare official said that America only need the United States if they get thirty percent of the population to take the vaccine. That is somewhere uh close to like i think it, i can't remember the exact number but it's somewhere around 3 million people and those include healthcare workers people who work in the police force people who deal with people in a massive massive group uh formality and if that's the case if 3 million people have been vaccinated that's enough that we can start to see more and more people get back to normal living. If 3 million people have been vaccinated, uh, that should motivate a lot, of, a lot of other people to be vaccinated as well, where we can get closer to being back to normal living by summer of 2021. But she said you have to take an accountability of the fact that most of those people are the ones who are required to take the vaccine, like the healthcare workers and law enforcement officials and people who are essential
1: workers. I think it's something to that, too, John, because like um, my mom, she works for the National Cancer Institute. Right. Like and they shut her building down and she has like first. And information goes out to these different um, organizations. Her organization is one of the organizations that gets the information first. Um, And my mom, you all know, my mom had COVID. She was in the hospital for 20 days. She's diabetic. She has pre-existing conditions. And when I asked her, I was like, point blank, like, would you take the vaccine? She was like, fuck no. We don't know. They don't really know. They haven't done enough testing to know they're What's rushing. Yeah,
3: I mean, there's a rush. This is an urgent situation, so it's, they're rushing. So it's like well, it's it's all a result of the fact that uh,
0: it's all a result of we're the behind fact that, the, that we're previous behind. Administ- the previous administration didn't take the necessary current. steps. <laughs> okay, current <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to the president-elect <laughs> the <one we're> <laughs> out the exactly. administration. The one, exactly. the one that's about
2: to move out. The lame duck take administration. The, the
0: necessary pre- pre- uh, pre- precautionary measures.
2: Preventative. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to to nip this in the bud, so that there weren't over a quarter of a million people dead well, from this.
3: His his um, HHS secretary was pushing herd immunity, like. Basically, saying right. put all the young people out there. The article came out today. Yeah. He said, put all the young people out there, get them infected as soon as possible so that we can get the antibodies out there and get people immune. Wait, wait, that's, wait, wait that's, that see, was their we, strategy. Are we
1: talking, about, we talking about Trump's administration? Yes, the HHS yeah. we we secretary. We know that administration from top to bottom was wrong about how they addressed this whole pandemic. From the begin from pre beginning. Like yeah. even when he but, got the but, note about it beforehand. So like
0: Trey, to, to, to your point, some of those young people are professional sports players. And that's why they were pushing for people in professional sports in America to take the vaccine first because they wanted them to be the guinea pigs. And like, who is to like, say that they weren't oh, they even took gonna it. push for you know people in NCAA, yeah. or students in NCAA, to take it too,
1: right? Uh-huh. And you know what it was I'm saying? Like, if they took it and they find you take it and you find like so, Donald Trump took it, like he yeah. he got vaccinated, so, like he he actually caught COVID, and then they gave him some souped up version of this drug, and he said, "I'm fine," while sweating bullets on national television, <laughs> being held up by a stand on a green screen, <laughs> like. Like if it's not any more clear that they're trying to push a narrative that we want people to take this vaccine and I'm not saying people shouldn't take it I'm just saying you gotta be cautious when they roll out something this quick It's like it's like moving into a new house that they put up in six months like you might not want to do that because something's gonna start leaking after a while like you don't want to do that so
3: <laughs> that's the thing so that's what I was gonna say the elephant in the room about this whole conversation is that you know it's not the short-term effects we're worried about because once they start giving the vaccine out, if it makes your head fall off immediately, you're going to see a bunch of headless people. But, it, you know, the, <laughs> the the question is, you know, yep. 15, 20 years from now, exactly, do you turn green or, or do you, you get know, cancer? Yeah. Or you I mean, you
0: We're going to start seeing ads on television that say, you Know, are you a result of uh, oh, the lawyers we are, are going to be out? We are. You're entitled, you're we entitled absolutely to... are. Did, yeah, you yeah.
2: Did you work in a coal mine? Did you work in a coal mine? Did you work in a hospital during 2020? Well, then come see me, Chasing Boscolo.
1: <laughs> see, <Love. Jason> Boscolo.
2: <laughs> 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 that
0: does sound like a sleazebag
3: bag
2: lawyer name. Greenberg and Bennett. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. here's, here's the craziest thing, and I, I'll we'll move on from this. If countries like Australia and New Zealand are able to do all of that to get to zero without a vaccine, what are they doing that is so much that we can't do here? And they're, 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 it's just common sense. i going to tell losing. you. Y'all gonna, the same, y'all gonna same reason laugh. we got gun I'm violence and
3: all that stuff.
0: I'm bro. politicizing I'm going to tell you why. Well, tell yeah, you wear I'm your mask. I'm
1: going to tell out you go. why. It's
0: because New Zealand has a woman running their country. That's all. That's it. And on that, and on that
3: note, note <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Hey, that's listen, it. Sweden smart, was the same. Sw-
0: Sweden was the same way. They got hey, a woman running their country. Look at their fine. look at their COVID nineteen uh,
1: smart is smart uh, cases. And if a woman is smart enough to say this is what you need to do, anybody should be. Able, they should be able to take that nugget of information and apply it globally.
3: We got our, you know, our freedom and some, you know, we push our freedom so hard that we have
2: this. plural Freedoms.
3: Yeah. And and we have this, anybody telling us what to do is wrong. uh, Our freedoms. So when they tell you to wear a mask, you're violating our freedoms. And it's like, no, they're trying to tell you something that's common sense that'll help you keep everybody alive. So there's no... You can't tell anybody to do anything in this country because of our freedoms. We have uh, no other country in the world has that attitude we got. (laughs) You can't tell people nothing because if you tell them something, you're violating our freedoms.
1: Just (laughs) just be smart, people. Like We've been saying it on this podcast forever. Be smart. Wear your mask. Keep your social distancing. You can't make me wear a mask. All right, <laughs> next subject. <laughs> Let's go back to sports. Um, and we're going to do a segment now where we go into errors. We're going to talk about which, the, which was the best error in pro sports. And uh, we, it's, it's, it's rooped off by 1960 to 1980, 1980 to 2000, 2000 to 2020. So when you give your uh, your, your error, You have to state why you believe that's the error. Um, Let's see. Let's start with Jay Hill. So, first, let me
2: explain. (laughs) Do
1: you know any players from the 60s? I
2: don't have a check. That would would be me. I don't have (laughs) a check. No, I'm probably with you. You only got me by a year. You only got me by a year. Uh, Um, So, here's the thing. Here's (laughs) how we know or how we equate good sport whatever basketball football you first see the sport as a child and you get somewhat enamored in what's going on like on the field on the court whatever then you understand the rules that's when you in my opinion love the sport so that's why that air is always the, the best because you understand the rules to a t and then what happens is as you get older they modify rules, and then you start to dislike the sport that you initially liked because it's not the same quote-unquote game as it was before. So, you basically so, become afraid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, like, like, like. there's no better boxer than Muhammad Ali. You know, Mike Tyson was good, but boxing was so much better when Muhammad Ali like, man, eh, they ain't really changed much in yeah. boxing. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's little things like that. Football, basketball, they have way more aspects to adjust. Um, so, I would say, in my opinion, it's 80s to 2000. Um, granted, everything wasn't televised as much as it is now. That's the other thing, too. You got too much invasion into everybody's everything. So it's not just about basketball. Everybody's a business, not just basketball, the business. So um, I think people care more about the game as opposed to their own persona. So the game... Had more importance in their day to day lives, meaning they focused on it more and not just trying to be, um, without another way to say it, a diva or a conglomerate or, you know, or whatever. So, <clears throat> and not to say you shouldn't get yours now, but it was a different era where that wasn't under the microscope as much as your team was. So, I think 80s to 2000. Because the game was played not only rule wise differently,
1: just men- mentally differently. Um, I won't disagree with that. I-, I also think to add a nugget to that, it was sparse. I think you touched on that a little bit. The, to the games became more special because t- in order to see the great games, they only showed away from the playoffs. Game, they only showed the great games. Especially when you talking about yeah. basketball. When
2: first. the video game first came out, they only had sixteen teams. It, it, had, was eight, eight. it was only 8-8. It was only playoffs. Was it Lakers there versus, wasn't, uh... Yeah, Lakers
1: Celtics. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there wasn't a team. You couldn't beat anybody that didn't have a playoff run. Right. Which kind of solidified the the yeah. whole point of would be, would being great was was to make it to the 16th. You the had game. to make it to this level. Yeah. Um, Trey.
3: All right. So, to start this segment off, my question is, which <laughs> era... Did Michael Jordan play in? Oh my! God. <laughs> that would be eighties to two thousand. Jordan played in
1: nineteen sixty-seven.
3: So, <laughs> <was before>. wow! Damn! <laughs> hey, I saw a bunch My next question: you just ain't see those games. Is which era did James Harden play in? That would uh-huh. be 2000 to 2020, oh, which what? means that would be the worst. What in the so. world? We- no, Kobe, though, man. <laughs> oh, come oh, on, man.
1: Kobe. That's just unreal.
3: Damn. <laughs> just, sorry, Kobe. Sorry, Kobe. Unreal. I did not mean that to do you for did Kobe. That.
2: God. <laughs> man, that was disrespectful. No, but in all seriousness, that, <laughs> we that was- We talked about that.
1: James Harden 30 minutes ago, and he found a way to rope this nigga back into the conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I am good at roping my nemesis back into conversations, if you guys haven't noticed. All right. So, anyway- answer answering now and yeah in all seriousness you go we were presented with three eras here i i I think dennis already read them off but 1960s and 1980s i wasn't alive yet so that doesn't count 1980s to 2000 that's when i grew up and i watched sports that's the best one because you
2: understood the rules yes
3: 2000 to 2020 I'm a grumpy old man and these guys are a bunch of crybabies. So I'm had to go nineteen eighties
1: to two thousand. That's it. Well Jay explained, he described you in his first description of the the rules. (laughs) So we knew where you were going. Oh yeah.
3: Uh, Oh yeah. John. Okay,
0: so I'm I'm biased, like Jay and Trey, because as Jay mentioned, I think the best era is solely based off of what your childhood was. Uh, there were some great, great uh, professional sports games between the years of, of 2000 and, and 2020. Exactly. Uh, by way of uh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and James Harden. Um, but, and Kobe. And Kobe, of course. And Jack. Yeah, Yeah. However if I were to put them in order, I would say first would be 1980 to 2000 and then 1960 to 1982. And this is the reason why I think um, 1980 to 2000 to 2000 is the goat solely because of the impact that it had and the fact that you were able to watch games at their fullest capacity on national television. As a result of that, the FCC had to come in and they had to censor a lot of that stuff. And that's when concussion protocol came into play because we are now able to see every single game played by every NBA team, NFL team,
2: NHL team, MLB team. Plus, well, you have to remember game. capitalism comes into it. Now we can make money off of this. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Way more money. Yeah. Revenue yeah, came in. Yeah. Revenue right. shit. And, and
0: that has to do with the NCAA mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we're now seeing all of these hard hits in the NFL and concussion protocol and we're seeing how rough these people are defending the ball in the NBA has now called into question how the game should be played. And it's turned the NBA into what Gil O'Neill calls the cupcake, the, the cupcake League. You can't Let's throw see- an elbow and <laughs> elbow somebody in the head and not get called for a foul anymore.
2: But see, you also have to understand it goes back to kind of what you're saying, what I said, because now those people that were playing in those leagues, everybody said, like, we would not even know what James Worthy is doing now if there wasn't this much media. We wouldn't know what the hell, you know, we know Magic Johnson has AIDS, but has lived an extra 40 years. Meanwhile, Barry Sanders can barely barely walk. I know that's a bad example because he can't. But like, you have football players that are now complaining about like, yeah, I'm beat up. you <laughs> beat up. Let's look. Like, oh, but yeah. We make, have we have like that.
0: and camera phones now. Everything. And that's, and that's the reason why the kids uh, of the last twenty years have seen sort of this filter over professional sports. Yep. We never had that filter. Nope. That's why. A lot of us were able to ride in the front seat of a, of a car without a seatbelt in a car seat with our parents as, as kids. And your arm was, your, mom, your parents' arm was a seatbelt. Your parents' arm <laughs> was a seatbelt. That's why we were able to ride in the back seat of pickup trucks down 495. Yep. Yeah. That's why we were able to jump yeah. over gigantic hills. That's why we were able, able to drink hose water,
2: water man. Helmets. That's, why, that's we why we drink
0: hose water. That's it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> the last <laughs> generation <laughs> of
0: real men. It, it's yes. I, it, that's it's, it's that whole filter that we didn't have. And I, and I think as a result of that, 1980 to 2000, that was the, the by decades of how we Sport. were able to experience what real professional sports was like something that our kids are never going to be able to it's witness. The,
2: it's the analytics of it all that has, like the old guy say, has ruined everything. It's the analytics. You're overthinking everything. Just run forward. Don't be yeah. tackled. You're good to go. Stop just, just take it to the paint. You don't I have mean, to pull it. Yeah, three is better than two.
3: Management. If we skip him this game and that game, then we have a higher percentage chance in this game. Yeah. It counts. And it, yeah, his cash
2: loses one game less of stress if we don't play in this game.
3: Remember when they just used to hand Barry Sanders the ball and he would just run wherever he felt like it?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> we'll never <laughs> see what's like that. Like, like literally, though. Literally wherever he felt like it.
1: And then Bo Jackson would go play a baseball game after that. <laughs>
2: Or yes. If, in, or in fact, fact the bodies, like,
1: even if, if the bodies were
2: still, you know, of the same makeup, I know we have a whole different, uh, you know, gen- generation in regards to the makeup of, of the human body now, like, there are no LeBrons back then. So, I mean, how many players back then are playing on torn ACLs and they don't know what it is? Right. You know right. what I mean? All like, or right. well, maybe they weren't tearing ACLs because like, of. We don't know Jamaica. if Bill Chamberlain was playing on on a broken Achilles. <laughs> Willis Reed, Willis Reed, could have been playing when he when he left that Nick game. He could have been playing on a torn ACL when he came back mm-hmm. when he leapt back to the game.
3: Dude, there's no way that Bo Jackson would have played today's NFL the way he did with them hip injuries. Yo, that.
2: yo, there's it's no way lot. that he would have played. It's a, lot.
1: It's All right, a lot. so let me let me let me wrap this up. So. That's three that I picked the 80s to the 2000s. I'm going to join you guys in making that a unanimous decision. But my reasoning is slightly different. Um, I agree with all the Lebron. LeBron was around in 99, but he was in middle
2: school. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Is that what you're going to say? That's what you're going to say. LeBron. That's what you're going to
1: say. Has nothing to do with LeBron. I, Lord know, Mary. I think the advancement of the sports... As a whole, but from 2000 to 2020, um, we've seen sports do amazing things in terms of like its growth. Like, especially, we talk about American sports like uh, basketball and American football. We've seen those sports um, have a global impact, and now the NBA is being infiltrated by. European players and it's like the game has changed based on their influence and how they play the game over there And I don't think that necessarily hurts the game in the long run. I do think that the game is hurt by um, the softening of like the calls and yep. how they how they are trying to basically Pamper these players. Yep. Um, so and that's why I think the 80s to 2000s uh, is one of the the best eras because they let players play and you had to work for the calls. Like, you had to, like, get fouled. Like, you didn't get, you know, the thing that makes me, the thing that hurts my heart when I watch players play, and they, they got them, you guys have all seen them when they got the reels on YouTube, when you see players predicting getting fouled. So, they act out getting fouled, regardless whether they get hit or not. They're already in the motion <laughs> of getting fouled. So, it's like they have to sell it. And they get calls anyway, because they yeah. sold it so well. <laughs> right. The ref thinks they, you know, it's like, that's that's whack and back in the 80s you had to get they had to take your head off you know literally, literally yes like so like i appreciated that part and i agree with jay and that it was the time in which i think each of the american sports were setting in stone the the rules the, the essence of the game's of how they should be played. Like the 60s to the 80s, I can't really speak on that too much because I wasn't, you know, they didn't have a lot of televised games and you can't even go back and watch a lot of stuff. You watch it on like the NFL when they show the highlights and all that stuff from back in the day. But the rules really got set in stone between the 80s and the 2000s. So what we as sports aficionados and people who love the game, why we love the game so much is because of what was set in stone in the early 80s to 2000s. Right. So I think that's the best era. Um, some of the best players and some of the best rivalries and why we love the sport came out of the early 80s and early 80s to um, early 90s. Like, because,
2: again, you couldn't have as much movement
1: like we already talked about. Yeah. You're right. not able to teams. Players had to stay where they were and those rivalries were built on those players wanting their teams to be the best like nobody from the knicks wanted to go to the chicago bulls they wanted to beat the bulls like, yeah you know or like
2: the celtics right
1: yeah. you can name a ton of teams you can name. you can go through every sport and you can name these players even if you go to like tennis macaro wanted to beat andre agassi at some point like it's like right you know, i have to prove yeah. that i'm the best i'm the like, best and how do i do exactly. that i stand you beat up, the best you beat the best you know what i'm saying and especially like it hurts my heart now with sports like boxing because these boxes, they dance around each other. When Mike Tyson was fighting from the time he was like 17 to when he became a champ at like 20, he fought whoever they put in the ring. <laughs> Period. He was like, I don't this care. This is back to I'm a business. You. Yeah. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how big you are. I'm going to knock you out because mm-hmm. they put you in the ring with me and I'm a killer.
0: He said and the only fighter he would never fight is Muhammad Ali. And I, think, never
1: fight him. Mm-hmm. I think an 18-year-old Mike would have beat the shit out of him.
0: He would have. No, you're <laughs> like, right. He would have. But he like, was like, he was like, there's no way I would ever. Like, you
1: want a, a robo dope? Oh, I got that robo dope. You take this robo dope. Like, that's cool. And
0: I think I think he knows it, but I think no. he, out of respect, he would never he oh, no, sure. also
2: would have had to catch him. Like, you got Muhammad Ali in his prime. This dude is literally floating around the ring. Yeah, I, was- I mean, yeah, you you yeah, going around to like to a it. bull. You gotta you you don't know the angles that I know, young buck. And yeah. I mean that's okay. a that's, that's a, a whole, whole conversation. Conversation. that's a whole different like conversation.
3: Combination like a whole of conversation. Floyd Mayweather yeah, a, and Mike Tyson because Tyson. we're right. talking. And we're Tyson. talking.
1: <laughs> but wait wait we're talking. he could take a punch versus nineteen eighty, and that's not that wasn't my point. My point was at the, at the end of the day, even Muhammad Ali would fight whoever they put in the ring with him in mm-hmm. his prime. He's like, put him in the ring. I'm the greatest. I'm going to show you I'm the greatest. Mike mm-hmm. in the eighties, put him in the ring. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> you don't have that now. Anthony yeah. Joshua, after he won this fight last weekend, they asked the Boy. They asked him, and he was like, "We'll have to see what the promoters say." Like, no, do you want to fight the dude who's holding the other belt that makes you the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world? That's not the most. That's not the most important thing to me. And now, even, even this leads into the next segment because. They're talking about Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury not fighting for belts, just fighting. Like, That's because the nobody shit that I
0: don't get.:
1: Yeah, nobody wants to lose their prestige of having the belts. They want to keep their championship like, okay, you all fighting for.: You're fighting for nothing. And, it, and then the it money.: 40 fight. years from now, John, when you're reading it, you'll know
2: he had a belt. He didn't lose his belt. With that That's fight was it relevant in. That's, It's
1: for record books. That's what it's all about. And my point is, 20 years ago, when Lennox Lewis was champ, that wouldn't happen. And right. you lose
3: all your belts. The dude to have, like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: a whole bunch of belts. Lose them all in one fight.
1: Listen, huh? at, l- 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 uh, I'll, I'll end with this. Rachman knocked Lewis out. Took all his belts. What happened in the next fight? Lennox says, I got cocky. I went back. And he beat the brakes He beat the shit head. out of him. Exactly. He took his belts back. And yep. never lost, and then retired, and that's to how be you the redeem best, yourself. You beat the best. Exactly. And Rockman wasn't even the best; he got lucky with a lazy Lennox. Right. That's it. And it's like, all right, you, wait, you mean Buster Douglas? Is that what you're talking about? You are talking that about too. Buster Douglas? That too. Oh, okay. You got lucky with a lazy Tyson. Yeah, and Tyson owned like 14 tigers, and <laughs> he had an all night binge Dude, in Vegas with James Harden. Buster
3: Douglas was like the equivalent of a one hit wonder.
2: Oh my god! Well, I mean, god. listen. Oh, wow. Tremendously. Literally, literal hit. (laughs) Literal hit. At the end (laughs) of the
3: day.
1: (laughs) Punch. Okay, so at the end of the day, I'm not really mad at 2000 and 2020, but I think, in essence, 1980 to 2000 is what set up everything. It even set up for what players can actually even ask for now. Yeah, Like, you know, it set it all up because it's like we're moving into the TV age, and we are. We had a conversation about the goat a couple of weeks ago, where 1980 to 2000, well, 1980 to 1988, Michael Jordan changed the way that basketball was looked at in totality. So it was like you have to put this guy on TV. Like if you don't put him on TV, you nobody will know the greatness that he's that he's doing on a week by week basis, and money became so a then- driving point. So then what happens, ESPN is created,
2: and then they get a little yeah. tidbit of hey, there's this little guy. Well, he's not really little, but he's playing in middle school. Let's televise him. Mm-hmm. That's the LeBron yeah. habits.
1: ESPN 47 shouldn't be a real thing. I don't even know why that exists. But I mean. it does. Like they got 47 <laughs> channels that you can watch every kid from every I mean, they they televise little league baseball. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I get it. Like yeah. it's cool. Like, cause there's nothing else going on in sports when that's happening. But like, come on, like these cats are doing like bio like videos, and it's like I don't care about. I like, like Charlie from fucking Little Rock <laughs> Art <Arkansas>. Shop. <laughs> like, my name is. My Charlie,
0: favorite. Like
2: my favorite Kool-Aid is red. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. <like>
2: <laughs> like,
1: like. All right. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're gonna take a break. uh I did mention uh Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Um, but I did want to also bring up uh Charlie Pride passed away from COVID complications um this past week. Uh and
0: it's a damn shame, man. Yeah. They said they said his ass up.
1: So we want to send our condolences to Charlie Pride's family as well. Yeah, um, COVID a is legend. a real monster and I, I hope that people are taking heed and paying attention taking to, it seriously. Man. Yeah, to everything that they're telling us to do with this. Mind your manners, wear your mask, don't go into crowded places with a bunch of people and just stay safe. Um, and on that note, we'll take a break and we'll be back. This is Sports and Things.
2: Got a hot take for a Sports and Things team? Or just want to hear us debate your subject? Well, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter.
1: Now, back to this week's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into the and things portion of this show. And since we're rounding the corner of Christmas, we thought it would be a good idea to have everybody list their favorite holiday song. Um... And I'm going to start with Trey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Everybody knows I really don't like Christmas music, but I'll go with Donny Hathaway this Christmas, all right? There, there we go.
1: Let, me, let me put up the this. out. On every break... <laughs> Trey is Scrooge McDuck. Yes, he is, man. Like, Every time we start talking about the holidays, he's like, oh, this shit. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't go. care about the holidays. <laughs> I wish it was December 26th. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <Kwanzaa's>.
0: I celebrate Kwanzaa's. <laughs>
1: Kujicagalea, <laughs> cool uh, <yuglia>, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> wow, Harambee. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm yeah, black, y'all. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: uh, John, go ahead. Um, I am going to say, uh, I'm just. You better out. not say mine. You better not say mine. <laughs> What? What's your good. Uh, good. Okay, I won't s I'm not am not going to say it now.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> uh, uh, j. Hill Christmas by j Hill. Yeah. Oh, Jay- no.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you made a J. Hill Christmas by Micah Robinson. There <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> or more called, a Micah Christmas called, by j Hill. <laughs> 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 it's
0: called Jay- Damn, yo Micah Robinson. No, yo. Um how many My
1: his name? <laughs> ba- la- 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite holiday song is actually an album and it is called The Nutcracker by Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn. It is his rendition nice. of uh Stravinsky's uh, I mean is it Stravinsky or good lord I'm I'm I'm, I'm bugging. Um, not nutcracker? Uh, is it Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky? Yeah, thank you. God, I'm tripping. Uh Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. Uh it's incredible. Um it's very very creative. Uh, it's I have it on vinyl somewhere, but you can definitely look it up on Spotify
2: and stream it. So,
0: that's my favorite holiday quote unquote song slash album.
2: JM, all right, he didn't take mine, so mine is one of the classics. <laughs> Michael Robinson, <by> <laughs> <laughs> close, Robinson. close, you close. It's by a guy named Eze. Oh no! Oh no! no. no. It's called. It's called. You did it. It Merry motherfucking Christmas is the name of it. it,
1: you did oh, not. It's no. called Merry Motherfucking Christmas." It, this is not a song. I'm that I'm that can
3: play. Also it
1: is officially off the Song Dennis it is one of the greatest. It is one of the greatest songs <laughs> ever. I will. I will risk us getting pulled by playing that song without the phrase for it because that is ridiculous. <laughs> 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 you name this song that you can't even play while rapping games <laughs> for Christmas. Song, <laughs> you got to play that joint. If you don't play, it, please
0: everybody look up that song. Oh this my god! Definitely the greatest holiday. You
1: See? Me. The greatest holiday song yeah. alright right. Right. I'm going to bring it back to a sense of reality because that was not real. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, <pulled> <laughs> not real. Not um, My favorite Christmas song would be uh, Christmas Time is Here. Because oh, Trey took this Christmas, which is like the staple. I feel like, like I said before, like certain songs set up certain seasons and that's this Christmas set up of the season. But Christmas Time is Here um, uh the charlie brown version um mm. who, who did uh, vince uh vince, vince garaldi, vince garaldi. Yeah. Let me get yeah. yeah uh that that song is a classic song you know um i love the arrangement of it the way that it moves it's just it's just one of those classic christmas songs um so yeah that is best holiday songs i think trey wins and jay comes <laughs> in second <laughs> 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 Honorable mention, and on that we will go to artists of the week, and I will start with John Lane for for Christmas. Some of you people roast marshmallows,
3: but we roast Micah. Wow,
1: oh, damn, Yo. It's because he's
0: not
3: here. Start <laughs> with me if he
1: was here. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> you,
3: John.
0: Um, I'm going. My artist of the week is the group Mother Father Sister Brother MFSB from oh, Philadelphia. Nice um they wrote a song that became the jim vance theme song uh called my mood uh it was a song that uh jim vance played at the end of every 11 o'clock news episode on washington dc wrc uh channel four nightly news uh but mfsb they were uh, an incredible group out of philly if you know that philly sound uh you know exactly what i'm talking about they they backed uh-huh. up Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose Yo Jays, Stylistic Spinners Billy Paul um all the greats so that's you my artist of the week MFSB st-
3: you artist. literally stole my father's artist of the week oh <laughs> word yeah that's cause we both old yeah, that's, that's <laughs> damn <laughs> it's gonna be
1: <laughs> now they gotta fight <laughs>
2: <laughs> I play no, drum, two I'm uncle. like I'm the Bruce Lee drummer like though. two uncles I'm the
1: Bruce Lee drummer <laughs> 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 uh, uh, sticks are like nunchucks. That's funny. Uh I don't even want to ask Jay Hill about his song. He might name another gangster rapper. Or <laughs> yeah, he's already violated. The already man, <laughs> come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. Jesus. Um, oh man. Um, so greatest my hits bitch
0: by Easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like. Behind hey, the wheel, the like down. driving behind the wheel, like driving. Oh, no, <laughs> um, no. My actual my artist of the week is um, the Love Unlimited Orchestra. Ooh, good lord! Nice. Um, Look at you two. You know they kind of got popular. Bob's very white. You know, but uh, yeah, they they had some some really good sound. Mm. <sighs> they made they they they. Really made Barry White like uh, just sound phenomenal. They're but really even right. without him, they sound phenomenal in general. So they don't need Barry White to stand on their own. That's why I did not mention Barry White and the Love Unlimited Orchestra. Just the Love Unlimited Orchestra, and it was actually a group. It was actually a, it, was, it was actually a three it was actually a three girl uh, group. That was part of it as well.
0: I got a tidbit about that. So whenever they recorded in the studio. Um, w- the entire orchestra if one person or a couple people would make a mistake in the take he would never all wanted over. to overdub he was all over. strongly against mm-hmm. overdubbing mm-hmm. he was like mm-hmm. no i want to run i want to yep. run the whole thing again all over he's like and it's one person From makes a mistake i'm gonna leave it in there but he was all about doing everything and re- having that one solid take and so he yeah. would always practice. He would be he practiced for so long because he wanted people to nail the shit. Yeah. So he was strongly against
2: overdubbing.
1: You know, it's something. It's something about like the old school way of recording and rehearsing, like doing it over and over and over until you not having it. in your mind that
2: you can always. Oh, I can fix that in post. Yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like yeah, right? you don't have to worry about fixing us it.
3: To defer decisions, too. That's yeah. the thing. We don't commit. True. We don't commit to anything anymore. Like
1: we, we all, we all have been in rehearsals that have lasted like eight plus hours and easily, you know, going back and forth over the same thing over. Like back, uh, Jacobson yeah, back sorry. in the day, back in the early mom days, I used to like, I used to like rehearse the band and like leave the room. <laughs> and they were like, "Just keep running it." I'll be I got my part. I only got your part. I'd <laughs> be like, "Just keep doing it until I get tired of hearing it." And Like, but that's. That's, that's the program I came from. I came from a program when the band director was like, I want you to do it until you get tired of hearing it and then right. until I get tired of hearing it. Because then right. by the time I get tired of hearing it, you will have had it. So, yeah, um, That's pretty dope. Right. Um, my artist of the week will be, uh, this week will be Doobie Powell.
3: Hey.
1: Um, I don't know if you guys are hip to Doobie, gospel artist, phenomenal singer, phenomenal producer. Um, I actually pulled some of his stuff. He had a, he got a new record out now called, um, he got a single out called heartbeat, um, that came out this year, but I went back into the crates and, um, the dude was just the, like, he's like the gospel version of like dwelling. Like he's like real, real saucy, man. He's a, he's a really good dude. Like he has a lot of good, like great hits. Um, and he can play, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like if you get a chance to go into his discography, you'll find something that you like. Um, so that's my artist of the week, and that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you oh, guys. Oh, wait. Did Trey get his? My bad, my bad, He said something about his father, so I thought he went. My bad. That was his artist of the week, his father. His, my his artist
0: of the week is James Harden.
1: Is his father? Oh, my. God. my, my oh, my
0: God. God. Wow.
3: <laughs> yo, come <laughs> on, yo. Younger than me, <laughs> Michael, Harden. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael Harden.
1: Michael Harden. That's not a porn star. <laughs> Micah Harden <laughs> Snyder. <laughs> no. Whoa.
3: No, so my artist of the week is Corey Henry. Um, Corey Henry, who everybody on this podcast probably knows who he is, Mm -hmm. but um, for all our listeners, he is primarily known for his piano, keyboard, Rhodes, organ, anything with a keyboard on it playing abilities. Um, He's come up through gospel and jazz. He's most popular for his playing with Snarky Puppy, who he's with for a while. He's kind of branched off on his own now, and he's got his group called the Funk Apostles, but... Um, to you guys' surprise, I listened to his Christmas album this week called "Christmas with You." Very soulful album, worth checking it. out. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Didn't he, say he, he put out three albums this year. He
3: said, yeah, "Yeah, he did." And so, "Christmas with You," very soulful album, came out this year. Definitely worth checking out. Corey Henry he sings as well on the album. So,
1: so here is uh, my Corey Henry story. And John was there, so we were at the North Sea Jazz Festival. 2018 17, I think 17, 17 Rotterdam, and we played our set. Who were y'all then with then? Odyssey, good, contest. Odyssey, okay, yeah. So we, we're there, and this is when we had to run in with the roots too at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. So, um, it's a whole podcast, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> shout out to the roots, I mean, no beef, but whatever. Um, so we play our set, and then, um, Corey Henry's doing uh, a jam session at this club called The Bird, which is a a nice club, but it's a small, like a little swanky club in Rotterdam. Maybe like five-minute walk from the hotel that we were staying in. So we go back to the hotel, and then we say we're going to go to the jam session. And we get brought in through the back. It's packed from wall to wall in this place, right? And to the point where I don't even know if we're actually going to be able to get in, because it's just like, it's packed. It's at capacity. But they, they walk us in through the back, and we walk in, and they we, they put us backstage, and we're, like, on the side of the stage. And you could just kind of see him being like, yo, who the fuck are these dudes? <laughs> it's like, yeah. who the fuck are these dudes they just brought in? And it's like, at some point, I think something clicked because they, they were like, oh, they must be somebody because they're behind everything else. And when I say, I think, I, I don't, I, we were there for, like, 45 minutes maybe like we
0: were there for a while man because um what's his name uh uh drummer for a snarky puppy uh Lionel lewis yeah was playing but Corey fonville had started the set he was playing drums with Corey at first and then Corey got off the kit and saw me and said yo you want to you want to get on i was like fuck no. <laughs> I'm like, no i'm not doing that i'm not it doing was that. y'all got it
1: it was a sweat box and they were smashing for about a good 45 minutes to an hour. It was they played, dope. They played, uh, they played, um, they played Prince's. Uh, they played Prince, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1999, I think. But they played it like. Yep. Maybe they played
0: it like, like, like a couple of 80, 80 BPMs. Yeah, <laughs> really like, slow. But uh, it like, was so funky. And hey, oh you know who was hanging? You remember who was hanging out with us? Who was standing next to us? was um, Napalm from uh, Hiatus Coyote.
1: Right, 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 right. It was like, was, if the room was packed with like the who's who yeah. of who was playing that festival that time. And it was like, you look back, it's like, this person, this person, and then us. Yeah, <laughs> and then us. Like, like, but then it was dope, man. You kind of see it like, and I remember we walked back to the hotel. I think we went to get, we went and got donut kebabs. We walked back to the hotel, and then there was another jam session happening at the hotel with a bunch of old motherfuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like, you guys want to play? We like, nope. <clears throat> And who wanted playing Ralph? (laughs) It was a. a, Uh
0: Oh yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember the the guy who was running? It was a jazz jam session.
2: Right, 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 right. And the
0: and the guy who was running it. When we, got, when we got there, he was like, uh, do we have a drummer? Do we do we have a drummer? We didn't have a drummer. We need yeah. a drummer to, to play this jam session. And Ralph looked at me. I was like, nope, nigga, I am not going to <laughs> drummer. We, so we, we, we left. We left. We went outside. We got we got donut kebabs and like tacos or something. And then we came back like 30 minutes later. And the dude was like okay we got a drummer does anybody have any drumsticks <laughs> wow
3: God. I, this jam uh, session ain't gonna happen man nah, nah. and
1: it, of course it, ralph
3: was, played in that jam session.
0: yeah
1: ralph played we we went to our rooms and ralph played but <laughs> it was a good night yeah. like that you know and that, that was the kind of energy man. it was it was a dope energy so shout out to Corey henry shout out to all the artists of the week that we named um my bad Trey. i mean leave you out in the artists of the week that was a that was a <laughs> <laughs> mistake. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not Micah. Sorry. <laughs> oh shit. oh Are no. you gonna play? Are you gonna play my? Are you gonna play my, my Shut song up. Shut oh, up! <laughs> merry motherfucking Christmas! <laughs>
2: oh.
1: oh my god!
2: Yo.
1: This has been sports and oh, things. Wow. Make sure you check us out on Unhinged Sports Network. Uh. And make sure you go to fanatics.com and cop some gear make sure you go there and you 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 check out some stuff they have
0: hey tune in next week we got a we got a dope episode yeah next tune week in for the, the
1: christmas episode next week we got something special playing for you guys we've been talking about the jay dillard show that's not the show next week but we got something nah. else playing for you guys um and it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good time we're gonna have a good time um make sure that you wear your mask protect your family tell your family that you love them I'm Dennis Turner. This is Jay Hill, John Lane, Trey Ely. Signing off to next time. Peace. Rolla. Uh-huh. Like
3: Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, 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 uh. Yeah, we got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers, talking sports. So let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music and together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, courting the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos, podcasts, Podcast for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball to bets who about to get more rings, plus more things, like a jam session or something. Then we beefing cause I. Think Favorite team, jive like slumming, jive like, like pumping, over podcasts and stereo, oh, oh. you want more than that whole hum, so here, here we go. go. Oh. Yeah, we go from bars to beats, the podcast of turf with oh. balls and oh. clicks oh. like oh. that, y'all. Oh. Talking sports and things, uh, talking sports and things, uh, preach the nomad up. Uh, talking sports and things, uh, we're talking sports, uh, Talkin sports and things, D Turner, John Lane. Talking sports and things, baby, we're talking sports and things, Trey Illy, Drake Hill.
0: Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z.